Hello, podcast listeners. Welcome to the I Fell Podcast. I'm your host and creator, Shay Ruff, also known as Wisdom by 30 author and owner. What is this podcast about? This podcast is a space where failure is welcome. Our guests and myself will be sharing our failed moments to help you get through yours and be set free from regret. So grab your favorite snacks, drink, friend, while we get free together. See you soon. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the IFL podcast. I am your host and creator, Shay Ruff, and we are here once again giving you another amazing topic. Today, we're talking about failing at celibacy. Mm -hmm. If you're not ready for this, you might want to put this on pause and come back when you're ready, but we're going in today. (laughs) We are going in today, and the person that is here to help us get through this is one of my good friends. Her name is Miss Dorian Brock. She is all things creative. She is all things technical. Yes, she is. She is all things engineering, and she is about her business, and today she is here to help us. So Dorian, thank you for helping us. With Thank you for having me, Shay. I'm glad <laughs> I'm here. We're, you know, the topic when you asked me, I was like, what? But I was like, you know what? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Because, you know, there's so many people who are struggling. So let's go. Yeah. So we're talking about celibacy, y'all. So we're speaking from two spectrums from single and from married, from who used to be single to married. We're going to speak to all of it. So, you know, we don't take long. We're about to jump right in. Dorian, (laughs) when did you learn about celibacy? Well, I guess, you know, growing up, I was raised Catholic, uh, went to a Christian school from first grade on up to um, all the way through middle school. Mm-hmm. So it was always sell, save yourself for marriage, save yourself for marriage. You know, is what you heard it was kind of drilled into you. Um, and then as an adult, I heard more about it kind of in a different way. It's like, if you want your husband, close your legs. You know, that's what it was. It was after the fact, right? right. So this was friends telling me, you know, people that I would confide in, older women who were married, you know, how I got my husband or whatever the case may be, close your legs. So um, people will call it in different, you know, things they may not say the word celibacy you know use that term or whatever the case may be but at the end of the day it, that's what it was and that's kind of just how I heard from either saving yourself on the front end uh, being abstinent and now it's celibacy because now you're going back and undoing what you were supposed to do in the first place um so that's kind of the two ways that I've kind of been uh heard it from two different ways as an adult and as a child so um I didn't hear about celibacy until I was 17. Mm. So Mm. the church that I grew up in was like, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. But never no context behind. Don't do it. Never. It's just don't do it. Are you going to go to hell? That's just. (laughs) (laughs) Look, look, okay. Yes, sir. Yes, (laughs) ma'am. It's pretty much it. And so I was introduced to it by um, one of my friends uh, in high school who is still one of my friends today. Her name is Chanel. 
Chanel uh, went to a church that uh, gave them celibacy ceremonies. It was called purity ceremonies. And so they gave them a ring, a silver Mm -hmm. ring with a cross on it. And they take this pledge saying that they're saving themselves or whatever, right? So she and her sister and a couple of other people that she grew up in the church with, they had their ceremony, they did it or whatever. And that was their pledge to God that they would save themselves. And so I was like, I'm intrigued by this, but I don't know which way to go. Can I talk to my mom about it? Nah, she's too scary. I can't. So, <laughs> so I'm not going to talk to her. Yeah, I just, I went to church. There was a, um, I went to different churches, as a matter of fact, the church that I grew up with in and another church that my godmother uh, went to. And so um, some of the girls I grew up with became teen mothers. And so I was like, yep, don't want that. So I know I don't want this, but I'm not really, I'm not sure about this whole thing. So before I left to left New Orleans to come to Atlanta, my friend Chanel gave me her purity ring and was like, keep this with you at all times and so I wore that ring until I got married and today I don't know where that ring is like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like it just I don't know it's where done. it is what I did with it or whatever but if I come up on it then I'll be able to post it or whatever the case is yeah but that was my way into purity well they call it purity instead mm-hmm. of uh, abstinence and then I also grew up in the teen summit days I don't know oh. I don't know yes. if anybody remember Teen Summit. For those of you who don't know what Teen Summit is, it used to be a show on BET where they talked about everything in New Orleans. Yes. They used to do tours. They used to come to New Orleans, do Teen Summit. It's a concert mixed with, okay, we don't want y'all to be out there doing it, but we'll give you condoms to do it. Yeah. Pretty much. Right. <laughs> like, we, you know we're going to do it anyway. We're going to tell you not to. You're probably going to do it. So if you're going to do it, do it safe. Exactly. Yeah. So it was kind of one of those things. And so for me, I thought a condom was a balloon. That's just ah. the truth. <laughs> because the ones that they were giving the little the animals with the yes. Right. It was different colors. <laughs> they were different flavors. Yes. Come on. <laughs> like, let me just try the strawberry. Okay. Hmm. Where's that supposed yellow. to go? Oh, in your mouth. Why? Oh, okay. Yeah, Jeez. don't do that. No. <laughs> Edible, like, okay. It was just way too much stuff. So I left it alone. Anyway, ended up uh going down the wrong path and ended up losing my virginity at mm-hmm. 17 and uh yeah life happened after that and 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 that was it but that's how I learned self-esteem so okay see so, yeah, I'm on the back end of you know I was young I wasn't kind of got your beat <laughs> 17 um but it was regardless of me being in the church, you know, and or uh, going to church and being in a Christian school, it was I guess it was the lack of information, how you were saying, don't do it, don't do it. But never uh, the why behind it. Or, you know, I, my mom had to talk with me of like, you know, but it was like still very high level. Yeah. You no. Know? And not having a man in the house to say like look this is what dudes are gonna say this is what they're gonna try it's just like so when the opportunity presented itself oh okay and I was like you know in a Christian school I was that very naive sheltered you know girl so when I got into public school the world snatched me you know what I mean it was like oh here you come I got you I got you and so it was like okay went left real quick and then mom took me and I was in public school my middle school went to public school for a girl like 
not even a whole year. My mama snatched you right back out and put me in Christian school. By that time, the world had already got to me. You know what I mean? I'm sneaking around and doing stuff or whatever. So then by the time I got into high school, which I was in public school at that time, full time anyway, look, I was on that road and there it went. You know what I mean? So it was like, you know, what, the 16, no, 15, 15, 16 years old gone even seeing you know young mothers at the time or whatever but no that's not gonna be me because me and my boyfriend we're gonna do this and we're gonna do that yeah now I might not have his but I'm trying to tell you that just it still wasn't the right road yeah (laughs) you know to go so yeah I didn't and then when you're talking about the ring I actually didn't hear about that until I think it was one of my college roommates she had a ring I think that her dad gave her so she wore that ring. I think maybe, I don't even know what finger it was on. So I'm not even going to go into that. But um, she wore that ring for that same way of keeping herself until she was married. So I did hear about that, but that wasn't even until college. Yikes. So, yeah. Oh, Lord. Like, I know we laughing about it, but I'm like, Lord, this is pretty sad. Because yeah. I think I think if we were educated just a little bit more on the why, Mm-hmm. okay so the church that I grew up in it was like don't question God and don't ask me no questions don't do as I do do as I say yeah that's, yeah. that's just pretty much it because I said so because I said so I said don't do it you want to live right. here don't do it right right in my room <laughs> in this house don't do it that's don't it. do it that's just the bottom line and so for um and I understand as a parent now as a parent myself I understand the the delicacy of I ain't ready to talk to you about that yet. Yeah. I ain't yeah. ready to have a conversation with you yet or whatever. So I understand that. So I'm always constantly prepping. I think I'm going to be fine. It's my husband that I think is going to have oh. a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> he might he going to have a problem. He yeah, I think we're going to have a problem. So, you know, I just. That um, first round. Yeah. The second round, he might be okay by then. But that first round, oh, he might have a I don't think I don't think he gonna make it because he already told the girls that they can't date until they're 35 and the funny thing is I'm 35 and um yeah I don't know how that's gonna work (laughs) yeah that's a long time though we trying to we have goals to be married by the time we were 30 you said I can't date till 35 we got these numbers we got to run these numbers again because they don't add up (laughs) listen my list was okay at 25 I am married possibly thinking about a child homeowner all this stuff and you talking about Look, 35 child okay <laughs> like okay then have i just live with, live with you till i'm 35 <laughs> he'd be like okay if that's what it takes <laughs> no because then he's gonna be like so you really not moving out right right not 35 that's what we talked about right 35 35 is the number okay yeah you sure yeah. Well, are you sure that? Like, are, <laughs> are you sure? Because this, I feel like I got this number from you. Are you sure? That's exactly how that's gonna go. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's gonna be crazy. But yeah, I just think we sh- we if we had been would have been a little bit more educated about it or whatever. Because let's be honest, at that age, our friends play a part too. Yes. If we look into each other, like, okay, well, what we do now? Are we? Yeah. <laughs> is, is are it you okay? doing it? If you do it, I do it. Right. Like, you do it first. You do, you do it? it first. You do it first. And right. Like, <laughs> you do it first, and then you come back and tell me, and then I'm gonna decide if I want to do it. And right. then we gonna be friends together because we doing the same yeah. thing, right? No. And we good as long as we do it together. We straight. Yeah, I was the one like when it happened to me, and I was the first one. You know, after it was over, I called and I was like, "So this what happened? <laughs> this what happened? And I ain't no and you know, so I was the." the guinea pig pretty not much. really the guinea pig but it was like my situation happened first as far as I know 
and then so yeah I was the one okay okay I think you know just just don't do this and if he say that then just just okay just, just go with it you just know go with it just go with it. it'd be fine it'd be fine it's fine no it won't it's it, fine it wasn't <laughs> like I just I just for me I, I just always thank God like oh my grandmother used to say God covers children and fools yeah and when I say don't fool days I'm so grateful <laughs> so we was both listen <laughs> that God covered me because I was like oh my God I'm out here in these streets and I just, I don't understand it because here's the thing. As long as I am my mother's child, I will always be a virgin. Yes, I'm married with two children. <laughs> I will always be that to my mama and I will always mm-hmm. cover myself as such. Okay. Right, 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 I'm right. not going to ever, no, it's not a conversation. We don't need to discuss it. It's nothing. No, no, even... no. but just, just being out there. Cause I was scared to talk to my mama. Like my mom till this day, I am 35 years old. She scares me, okay? (laughs) (laughs) It's still the fear in the child, yes. (laughs) That fear did not go nowhere. That lady still scares me. So (laughs) it was certain stuff that I would tiptoe around and I would not have a conversation with her about. But I just just wish somebody would have helped me just a little bit. I think a lot of things would have been different for me when it comes to to celibacy. So, okay. So let me ask you this, what, when you did find out about celibacy, mm-hmm. when you got an understanding of it, how old were you and what made you commit to it? Okay. So there's like a lot of different reasons as to why. Okay. Okay. And because of course the number one reason, because we're going to come from this from, uh, in the spiritual realm, we're going to come from this kind of, you know, people yeah. do celibacy for all different type of reasons, but this is how we talking about it. Definitely in the spirit. So the number one was like, I just want to be obedient to God. Yeah. The word says, you know, uh, not to have sex until you're married. Boom. That's it. Run the play. Right. So that was like, number one. Yeah. That's what the Bible says. You right. know, as I got older, as we all get older, sometimes, unfortunately, they don't hold that much weight. You know what I mean? Oh, because the Bible said, because the Bible said there's a lot of things <laughs> that the Bible said we ain't really do so right (laughs) so that kind of happened right so then there's the other two as I got older other different important things kind of happen you know I wanted to have companionship I wanted to have a husband I want to be married and so a desire for a husband um, was probably the next thing on the list you know people say you know you want to be married um you know the whole thing close your legs and I heard this from like my boys I heard this from older women you know close your legs and your husband's gonna come things like that okay we'll bet let me try that and then like the third thing that happened for me personally is that sex was self-sabotage to me mm. because I would end up having sex with, and this wasn't what, it didn't occur with every guy, um, but this, there were times where if it was a guy I really liked, I would and end up having sex with them or whatever, and of course, you would say sex is too soon, but if it ain't right anyway, then it's always too soon, anytime yeah. before marriage is too soon, right, so we would ha- end up having sex, and what I would do, something in me would just, like a light switch would just go out, so the real me just shuts off, I become very self-conscious. I overthink everything. I'm insecure. My regular just talking to him, you know, vibing with him, then went out the window and I'm trying to snatch it and get it back and I can't. And I'm trying to figure out, well, 
okay, how do I, how do I get this? So what happened? You know, he ain't doing what he did before. And maybe he is, and I'm just, but that light switch went out. It's out. It's gone. It's dark in there. And I can't get it back. And it's happened on a lot of occasions. So that was another reason why I had stopped. And this actually happened a year ago, almost like really this time last year, a situation happened when I was involved with somebody and what I just described happened. And it put me, cause I was, you know, really people that know me um, know that I have a, um, I had a battle with anxiety. Yeah. And so that self-sabotage and me overthinking and second guessing and um, just looking at myself, like, what did I do? What did I do? Is it what I said? How did I do it? Maybe I shouldn't have. And then I start beating myself up because I said I wasn't going to, I was going to do it better this time. And then I'm going to do it differently. And I went into the exact same thing. All of that on me going through my head, I had a whole like mental breakdown and it took me out. Like that on the floor right there, right there. That's, that was me. I was laid all the way out. Like it actually happened at work, but it was so early in the morning before everybody got there that I was able to try to like get to an office or get to my car or whatever that I had to like leave early and take off a couple of days, yeah. you know? So those are like three things where that happened. That was like, you know, one, it was obedience to God two, the desire for my husband and three, I knew if I kept going down this road, all it was is just, you know, self-sabotage. So those are the reasons why I chose to commit. Now, none of those three things held on except for that first one yeah so I had to the last two the desire for my husband obviously wasn't enough the self-sabotage because I kept doing it again so obviously even that wasn't enough for me to actually stop and stick with it and commit but always going back to who gave you the play in the first play yeah so going back to number one being obedient to God is what really got me straight starting back from square room from the basics why am I doing this in the first place? And that's what helped me to stand strong. Oh, mm. I had to breathe yeah, for a second so. because it, it brought me back to a place where I was like, okay, so for me, when it came to celibacy and I was like, okay, I'm a for real do this. I ended up divorced at 25. So I'm divorced at 25 and I am losing it because not only am I divorced, but the recession hit, I'm unemployed, um, on the brink of losing everything pretty much. And so it was like, oh God, uh, I don't know what to do. I want to be in a relationship, but then I'm, I'm like, who going to be with me? And I'm divorced at 25. Like, that's just, that's just not real to me. It was not realistic. So I was like, I, I don't know what to do. So I was like in a really, really tight space and just trying to, and then of course my ex didn't make it worse because he was doing all types of crazy stuff or whatever. And it was just a whole bunch, bunch of craziness. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to practice celibacy. I'm going to practice keeping myself until the right time comes, right? And I was like, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it and I can do it. I can definitely do it. I can definitely do it. And then it, it, I got into, um, I wasn't in a relationship with this guy, but I, I had a crush on him or whatever in the past. And it was kind of like, a, oh, he's in my DM type situation <laughs> or whatever. And so, um, and so it was just like, it was for, because he was familiar. I was like, well, maybe it's not so, it's not a bad thing, right? Lies. Because afterwards, I went into that bathroom 
and I lost it mm. on the floor crying. God, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do this. I wasn't supposed to do this. Oh my God, he going to kill me. <laughs> like I'm, yes, I'm, I'm having, I'm having like a David experience. You know how mm. dramatic David was in Psalm? That's exactly Girl, losing it. Losing it, right? And, and I'm yelling to, at God, yelling at yourself. Yeah. Like, like I'm trying to put it together. Mm-hmm. Trying to pull it together, and I'm like, I definitely don't want to he- let him hear me going off or whatever. So let me. He'll be like, "What is going on?" Right. You gotta get it together. Let me pull it in. Let me reel it in or whatever. It's almost like, okay, for real, I'm gonna do it. And it was easier because he lived in one place, I lived in. Atlanta so I was like okay great I don't have to see him I don't have to worry about it we could chop it up on the phone keep it moving or whatever and so it was like okay I'm gonna hold it together I'm gonna hold it together and I held it together for like a year and a half and then I met my son's father and I was like this ain't gonna work this this ain't gonna work I said, no, 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 this not going to work. Because no, do you see him? No, he, no, oh, this is not going to work. I was like, and then it was, it was like the easy things, the simple things that got me. Like, we like the same music. We, we talked about politics. We talked about um, uh, activism and all, like all the stuff that intrigues my mind. We were like, he was there and I was like, oh my God. And I could look at him all day. So this is wonderful. All day. <laughs> look, all day. <laughs> this is perfect. Like, God, this got to be him. It got it got to be him. This is it. <laughs> this is it. Like, I'm going all in. This got to be him. And it was like, we got into a relationship and life started happening. Intimacy started happening. Now, mind you, at 21, I was told that I could not have children. Mm-hmm. I couldn't have children. And so I was like, I ain't going to fight you. I'm going to let it go. My OBGYN was like, you're going to need assistance with fertility and all this other stuff. You're going to have to go through trials, like the whole nine yards. Yeah. And I was like, okay. So now at this point, I'm 27. So I'm like, oh, I'm good. Like, I'm, I'm good. But the thing is, I've always struggled with my weight since I was like uh, seven, eight or whatever. So my weight fluctuates, it goes up and down, up and down, up and down. And so at that point, because during that whole period where I, um, I was unemployed, I sold my car at an auction so I could pay my rent. So I'm back on the bus. So I'm walking all the time and all this other stuff. And so I lose all this weight like that, right? Lose all this weight. Got up one day and was like, I don't know what's happening. Like this don't feel real. Take a pregnancy test. I'm pregnant. This thing is lying. It's lying. I walk from work to a Publix by five clear blue pregnancy tests. Five. I don't want. We gotta be for show for show. We gonna be for show for show. (laughs) I don't want the lines. I want. I want it to say pregnant, not pregnant. Okay. Right. All five of them simultaneously says pregnant. How, Jesus, this was not supposed to happen because now that I see this, I'm like, he punishing me. I said, I was going to do this. He punishing me. I know, I know that's what's happening. I'm going through punishment because I said I was going to be celibate and this dude is not my husband and, and, and 
things just got real, real hazy. It got, yeah. it got real hazy. And so it, that wasn't the first time that I went through something like that. Like, just like you said, it was on the floor, boohooing, breaking yes. down. Can't, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. Yep. That was me the entire time. And then I have to pick up the phone and tell him. <laughs> I got to, I got to tell him. Oh God. Oh God. I can't breathe. Like I'm, I'm sweating. I'm in hives. It's, it's the whole thing is ridiculous. And needless to say that whole situation turned sour or whatever, but because I, I always felt like, because I didn't keep my promise to God, mm. that's why I ended up in yeah. a situation like that. So mm. I know exactly where you're coming from when it comes yeah. to the beating up, beating yourself up to yes. all of that stuff or whatever. And then truthfully, I really didn't understand soul ties either. 27 mm. had never heard about soul ties ever. Ooh. So real. <laughs> <laughs> the realest thing I ever wrote. Like, yes, yes, yes. Soul ties had never heard of it or whatever until after that whole situation happened or whatever. Cause I ended up losing the baby. I was premature labor. All of this stuff started happening or whatever. And then I started to understand soul ties. Cause I was like, at this point, I'm searching for God. Like you ain't nobody getting nothing up out of here. This is Fortnite, Alcatraz. Yeah, right. Uh, we done. Right. We done. Don't, God, you ain't gotta worry about it. We we nope. Mm-hmm. I promise I'm shutting down. Ain't nobody getting nothing in these streets. Like I I'm just not, I can't do it because I can't sacrifice losing me again. Yes. Like I can't sacrifice right. that. So yeah. I started finding out about soul ties. So I'm 28 now. I know about soul ties and I understand it. And I, what I didn't realize is that with soul ties, everybody that you're intimate with, you're taking a piece of them and they're taking a mm-hmm. piece of you. And I, exactly. when I... An exchange. <sighs> whether you want it to or not. Yeah. When yeah. I say that explains so much in my life because I was like, there was one person I dated that that struggled with depression mm. like struggled with for real depression like right. in the dark drinking smoking you don't know if they're gonna take themselves out or not like that wow. deep right and so because I think I'm a bubbly person I would think I am I think I'm I'm pretty a, pretty much a bubbly person or whatever you know I have my moments but I would think so but it would be days where I would like we could be laughing and joking and then my mind switches to something else and I'm depressed Mm. and I'm upset and I'm like like literally fighting for my life because I'm like what in the world is happening I've never been depressed don't know what depression is never experienced it right like I've been sad and I've cried but then it's like go get you some ice cream you be all right like I've had that moment or whatever (laughs) (laughs) I've had that moment but I never experienced full-blown depression but because we had that exchange and it was done so much like I'm really like taking on everything that he is and I was like this ain't me like no this this is not me so it was something that I literally had to pray and fight through but that soul tie situation I was like this explains so much to me yeah and it's like how you're saying even at a young age 
And it's something that I'm coming into now because, you know, we lost our virginity at set or gave up whatever you want to say at such a young age. Yeah. For so long, people were taking parts of us that like even with me for specific for me specifically, I'm not even I'm just now learning really who I am. Yeah. Who I am already inside, but because those people took from me and I took on from them, I was covered up in stuff that wasn't me. And then the parts that probably the best parts of me, that's why I tell about the self-sabotage. The best parts of me, my personality, me vibing with them, all of that, all the good stuff that attracted those men to me, they took it with them and left. You know, so it was like now that I'm, you know, going through like healing and deliverance and asking God to make me whole and in being breaking those soul ties over this past like year or so, I'm just like, wow. Or this time that I've just been working on myself, you know, with therapy and prayer and everything like that, a lot of those things are starting to come up and I'm like, ooh, I feel a little different here. Or I'm handling this situation a little different. It's because that was already there, but I never got to use it. I never got to see it because it was taken from me at some point where it was implanted in me in such a young age when God created me that when everybody taken from me, now I'm finally starting to get it back. So yeah, the soul ties are real. It's that exchange in the subconscious and the spirit that you you didn't sign up for. You didn't ask for that, but you did. You signed on that dotted line with the pen. Who was that? What was that? What was that? Um, the Little Mermaid, the Little Mermaid sign on <laughs> oh, the yeah, line yeah. when she yeah, asked she, for her. She uh, let that lady take her voice. <laughs> yeah, it might have been. I don't know if she signed. Somebody signed on something. It was a Little Mermaid. Where somebody she signed. Let Ursula on take her voice. Okay, it was just like that. Yeah. Yep. And we went for for what we thought we wanted at that time. Okay, you want that? Great. But what you gonna give up? What you gonna give up? And what you gonna take on? Take on parts that weren't even you. You got legs. You don't need no legs. You a mermaid. You taking on stuff from other people. Okay. You're taking your you purpose. The best part of you, your voice. Taking your purpose, snatching it from you, right, girl? Look, come on, Walt Disney. You better <laughs> give a word. A look. whole word in the whole word. word. <laughs> so yeah, that whole the whole the soul ties thing is a whole nother part of it, especially depending on where you are. But if you're trying to get yourself back to healing and whole who you really are, then you're gonna have to take those things back. Yeah. It. So when did you realize that you were failing at being celibate? Um, I think it was because I kept on going in circles. Mm. It was, I was on this merry-go-round, <laughs> you know, just going in circles or in this revolving door uh, you know, just like, oh, okay, well, I'm here. Oh, I'm right back out. Oh, well, I'm here. I'm good now. Oh, I'm right back into it, you know? And I was like, okay, hold on a minute. Something, something right here. <laughs> it was like, I'm, but I, I start off good with the right intentions. You know, God told me to do it. So this has to be right. And every time that I started, I promise you, Jay, when I started, I was like, I knew this is going to be the time. This is the time I'm going to get it. This is how I'm going to get it right. I'm not going to fail here. You know, so I never went into it like, oh, man, let me just try it. You know, no, every time I went, to, I was like, no, we, we're doing this because it was out of hurt. It was out of pain. It was out of frustration. Sometimes it was out of, you know, a, you know, my church at the time saying we're going to fast and including in the fast is not having sex because he knew some of us probably were. Yeah. So if you ain't married, you ain't having sex. So it was a good place to start. I'm like, okay, 
clean slate. Here we go. 21 days, 10 days, 30 days, 40 days, whatever it was. Let's go. Boom. And then it was just like, it just didn't stick. So then when I saw the results of it every single time that I fell short or every single time that I, you know, tried it, but failed, the results from it, the repercussions from it each time got progressively worse. And I was just like, okay, hold on a minute. Like, okay, I'm trying, but something's wrong with how I'm trying, you know? And the problem was, is that I was trying and not doing, you know what I mean? I'm gonna try it again, I'm gonna try it again. But that's how I knew that it was just like, something's not right here. Um, My intentions, how I went into it, what drove me to do it. And like I said before, all those reasons why, I still wasn't going, I still wasn't yet back at number one yeah. of why to do it in the first place. So that's when I knew that my, how I'm trying to run this play is like, I didn't even run the play. I wasn't even running what God told me to do. I was trying to manipulate the situation and do it some type of other way. So that's when I knew it was like, okay, this, <laughs> what I'm doing or what I'm trying to do, this is not working. Yeah. So it was, um, I knew I was failing. <laughs> This is such a horrible thing to say. But I knew I was failing when I was intimate with this guy. And I just laid there. I didn't do anything. And I'm silently like, Lord, I'm sorry. Like, Lord, I'm sorry. Lord, I'm sorry. Whatever. He gets out of the bed, Mm -hmm. kneels on the side of the bed and Mm -hmm. says, Lord, forgive me for I have sinned. That's not sexy. I was like, uh, yeah, I need to change my life because this, wow. Like, that changes the whole mood. He didn't shift the whole mood in this room. He didn't shift the entire atmosphere. And I was like, well, you can leave because, um, you you right now. You can can get out right now. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's not gonna work. Cause the guilt of it, let when I listen, condemnation is real. And if you don't know what condemnation is, it is basically <laughs> condemning yourself for any and everything that you do. Mm. And even though in the scripture it says there is no condemnation, mm-hmm. right? We got grace and mercy, we got um, we got uh repentance. We got atonement. We got all this stuff that got all these tools that God has given us to use to get our lives together. But condemnation is so real. And when I say, if that didn't set in and change my life (laughs) at that moment, that's why it was easy for me to do a year and a half. I was like, oh, I'm good. Yeah, I'm I'm, playing that over in your head enough. You're like, "Mm -mm." I'm not playing with you because I don't. mm -mm, I'm not playing with you, God. I'm done. Like, I'm not going to do it or whatever. And here's the thing, like, we try to set these goals, right? We set our goals, we put them together, and we say, we're going to hit this mark. But I can honestly say, not one time did I ever be like, God, this is what I would like to do in Mm -hmm. obedience to you. I need your help. I ain't Mm. never asking for help. I just was like... (laughs) I ain't never asking for help because I was like, Mm-mm, I'm just gonna do it. No, you can't do it in your own strength. 
No, you, you can't it's do it in your it. own strength. So I never asked him for help. And that's that's another way I was failing. Like I just was like, I'm gonna set these goals and I'm gonna because I'm goal oriented. Like yeah. goals is my it was another thing to check off. Yeah. <laughs> it's a talent. Like, oh, okay, I'm gonna work on that too. Right. Like, oh, accomplished, boom, yeah. done. Scratch that out, out, move on to the next thing. But I never asked God for help. Mm. I never asked him what his intention of celibacy was i never asked him what his definition was i never like i never sought god for that i just was like i just don't want to be out here right right right, right. and not that let let me clarify so when i say out here meaning i ain't with everybody please believe she's not and she never will be and never was however comma (laughs) like i just didn't want to fall into temptation like temptation yeah. is real too like we downplay that but it's really it's so temptation real. is for real or whatever and so it was just like I had common sense enough to know that I I knew that, that I couldn't be with everybody that I, everybody didn't deserve my intimacy like I knew mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. or whatever but my thing was if I'm familiar with you if we've been friends mm-hmm. for a while if we we've you know shared some type of connection or whatever the case is and it was funny because one of the guys that um that I left where he was and I went to where I was in Atlanta he was like your husband is gonna be somebody that you've been friends with because you're not gonna just date anybody and I'm just like don't be trying to call me out right you don't know me me. He was, right. he was right but still that's beside the point right. <laughs> but it was but that that spoke to the other thing that used to throw me off is that the 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 men that I was intimate with they saw who I was they knew who I was before mm. I knew mm. like that blew my mind like my son's father was like you you are super blessed he was like I've never met anybody who could have a problem in in the next five minutes have it resolved he was like you got angels all around you you got all this stuff and I'm just like oh, what else? okay okay Praise thanks <laughs> but literally they're telling me exactly who I am but mm. at the same time still taking those pieces of me taking yes yeah still taking those pieces of me and I'm like hey you and you enjoying it absolutely yeah. <laughs> reaping, reaping, and ain't sowing nothing. Man, but you, you reaping something Everything I got because anytime I got blessed, that means you get blessed too. So, just saying, girl. <laughs> look, like let me tell you. So, I had I was having a therapy session, and you know, been talking, working with her for like the past almost year now. And we were in a session and I was just like, you know, I feel like all this stuff I've been working on, whatever. I feel like I'm, I'm ready. You know, I'm ready for my husband. I'm ready. She was like, well, what makes you ready? You know? So I started going on, well, I've been doing this and I've been doing that, doing that, whatever. So then I go home and maybe like within a week, I'm doing my, um, my quiet time with God. And I do the kind of like mid morning, like my first break off work or whatever. I kind of just go sit down and I'm like, okay, God, let's talk. It's kind of like a, people will say like an audio journal, but for me, it's just like really just talking to guys. So her question kind of came to mind and I was like, okay. So I said, you know, God, you know, I'm, no, she asked me, you know, my therapist asked me, are you ready? And I was like, God, I'm ready. When I tell you. It was okay. You know how God be in this quiet, still voice. He wasn't quiet. 
Okay, he he said, and it was in this tone. Okay, like like God made a face at me, like scrunched up his face, Not and he was face. like, "Are you?" <laughs> I was like, "Whoa!" Like, Tried am it. I? I'm like, so it made me question, like, you know how somebody said that to you, be like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." You ain't sure no more. I'm like, yeah, of course, yeah. That's what I just, yeah, I'm ready. And he was like, "What makes you think you're ready?" I was like, because I asked you to do one thing and expect me to give you a whole nother person to be responsible for. And you can't even do the one thing I told you to do for just you. So how am I going to speak to you? You hear me clearly to execute something I told you to do for some another person's life that you want so badly when you got your own that you're responsible for and you can't do the one thing I told you to do. When I, whooping, whooping, I was like, oh, whoa. I mean, it just like, it's like a whole gust of wind came to me and just knocked the breath out of me. Like I couldn't believe that this was the response I was getting. So just obey me. All I said was no sex. Obey me. That's it. Run the play. You know what I'm saying? And I'm just like, well, God, I tried. You know, I tried multiple times. He's look. <laughs> he was like, first of all, look, don't talk back to God because he gonna get you real tight. He said, <laughs> I didn't tell you to try to do anything. And I was like, you told me to be. He said, I told you to do it. I ain't tell you to try to do it because if you're trying to do it, you're doing it in your own strength, just like you were saying. And I was like, okay, but you know, it's difficult for me. He was like, I know that. And I knew it when I told you. So what you were supposed to do was come back to me and say, daddy is hard. I, I, I don't know how to do it. I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying but I don't know how to do it. He's like, because you don't went out here. You're trying. I told you, this is the play I gave you. Instead of you playing the play, running the play I gave you, you was like, oh, well, let me, well, maybe if I, you know, switch, you know, try to trip them up or, you know, and you, you losing the game. Yikes. Run the play. Like I told you, if you need clarification, come to the person who gave you the play, come to me. That was it. And I was like, okay okay well good talk coach you know <laughs> good talk good talk let's go back out here and at that time I was I was done and I was like in my mind I was like okay look 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 I had to keep on getting myself keep playing that conversation over and over because I was like okay well I'll tell so-and-so that I'm just fasting right now and I'll tell that's me there we go I'm fasting right now Look, let me tell, let me tell, let me be real with everybody who go and watch it. Don't gas yourself up to think that you built for tough because you not, okay? You're going to go, oh, I'm fasting right now. He like, oh, how long is the fast? He like, oh, 30 days. He like, okay, hold on, let me check my phone. What's that, what's that date? Let me put a little alarm Listen, in my phone because I'm going to check for you. Okay. Look, <laughs> <laughs> like, look, let me put an alert in my phone so a notification come up. Dorian's no longer fasting 30 days. On day 29, he gonna hit you up. Hey, what you doing? 
I'm gonna go eat. You wanna go eat? I'm hungry because you you know you hungry because you fasted, right? You want some dessert? You I know you about to break your fast. You wanna go, you know, cheesecake factory? You know, I know you love the apple crisp. Get off my phone, sir. Don't think that you are built or tough for this, that you can outplay the devil. Okay? Because you can't. Listen, you cannot. He's don't get game. it. Don't, games run the play you don't know how to win this game run the play don't try just do and that right there i was like that's when the power of the block and ignore the deletes do not answer all the above was the play don't do it don't tiptoe don't oh i'm just gonna come over and watch tv or we're just gonna get some don't try do and that's when i was like with that that's I'm it sure. god got me got god got me together i told you to do one thing just one thing i said okay i guess i'll go do my one thing now i'm gonna do my i'm gonna go do my i'm thank you <laughs> it was a good 15 minute break and you know that one 15 minutes after that. No. I was like, <laughs> it was not 15 minutes. Oh, I gotta get back to work out, but I'm good talk. And I'm gonna go do my one thing. And I, I'm gonna check back with you though. I'm gonna check back with you. Right. Because I'm gonna do this. We're gonna we gonna check in. We're gonna have check-ins. And guys like that. Look on now. <laughs> Look on. <laughs> I'm screaming on the inside because I'm like, how they do after they they be like, you know I love you, right? Now go on. Go on now. Get out my face. Get out my face. Look, I was oh, like, okay. I'm screaming on the inside because here's the thing: like a lot of people just feel like talking to God is a whole um, Old Testament situation, and it's really not. <laughs> it's really not. It's really just a simple conversation. Like the same way God talked to you is the same, like the same tone, temperament, snatch. Okay, <laughs> right, right. Okay, a whole snatch, same conversation, but that that thing is true, and I just. I just want to speak to the people that are, is desiring their spouse. Mm-hmm. Speaking from two marriages, this the this the one right here. Like we done. This is the benediction. <laughs> this marriage is it. Um, speaking for from two marriages and 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 everything that I've learned, you are a covering for your husband or your your soon to be husband or your soon to be wife. I did not understand that until things started hitting me and my husband. And I was like, oh, snap. This is for real. Like when people say, because one of my favorite books is, um, I always say this lady last name wrong, but it's Stormy O'Meriton, I think. She's a little calm Caucasian lady and she speaks like this and she talks about praying for your spouse and everything. And I got this book and I promise you this book changed my life because it taught me how to pray for my husband and how to cover him. Right. Mm -hmm. So you have to understand you are a covering because guess what? Some days your spouse not going to be able to pray and some days you're not going to be able to pray. And when I say the enemy is for real or whatever, I never want to give him credit because he's a sucker. That's just the truth or whatever. Mm -hmm. But there are some things that will hit your house. (laughs) And you're going to need, listen, you're going to need that covering. And you sitting there talking about you want your husband, you want your wife. But if you you don't know how to pray or cover yourself 
honey, you gonna be in a world of trouble and you may end up at divorce court. That's just the, Look. like, <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying it's a level of maturity for you to get into a space and be like, God, I'm not coming to you for me. I'm coming mm-hmm. to you for them, right. right? I'm coming to you because they going through or whatever the case is. Like, honey, I'll be calling angels. I'll be calling, <laughs> listen. Come on, call the army. <laughs> okay, prepares the way. I don't know what you, Look. I, don't, I don't care what you do. Fix, fix it. Fix please. it. so that's the number one thing that that i learned or whatever because my first marriage here's the truth it shouldn't have happened we were two people not equally yoked Mm -hmm. i'm gonna say that again not equally yoked in no Mm -hmm. form or fashion because one we didn't want the same things two we didn't understand each other's background because my ex-husband was a jehovah's witness i've been christian Mm -hmm. all my life i don't know nothing about no jehovah's witness but he was trying to implement rules in the house. And I was like, wait a minute. No, no, no. Let you about to get this Baptist Christian who take communion and fight right. you outside in the parking lot. Okay. Cause <laughs> right now, right now, right there after the benediction, of course, but we're going to be out there. But this is what happens or whatever. But no, we, the only thing that we agreed upon was we did not want to be shacking up. And for you, those mm-hmm. of you who don't know what shacking up is, is basically living together and being intimate before marriage. Right. Went to the church, tried to get some help, ended up talking to this couple that was like, well, y'all doing everything now. Y'all might as well get married. Mm. That was the worst thing they could have ever said to him <laughs> because he was like, he's new to Christian Christianity. He's new to Baptist. He's new to all of this, this stuff that's coming along because he'd been out of Jehovah's Witness exiled him when he had his daughter. He was eighteen, oh, had his daughter. He had not been in in any type of sanctuary because they wow. exiled him for having wow. a child before marriage. So he's new to this. So he was like, "Oh, we got to do is get married." And I'm like, "Pause. Wait. <laughs> Flag on the plane. Flag on the plane. Like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wow. We can't, we can't do that. But I ended up doing it anyway. And mm-hmm. it was the most horrible thing that I could have ever done. But the blessing of it was it prepared me for this. So I understand mm-hmm. marriage a lot more. I understand what I'm supposed to do as a wife more. Like everything is to fruition. So I'm, I'm grateful that it happened because it taught me. But could, have, could I have avoided it? Absolutely. There were red yeah. flags everywhere. And when I say everywhere, even down to the courthouse, <laughs> it was everywhere. Yeah, it the was day. <laughs> the day of like, exactly the like, day of the it very was, last moment. The very last moment. It was it was always something that showed me something different. But I would say get your get yourself together, right? Because what you don't want to do is get into a marriage that that is codependent. And what I mean by codependent is that you're searching in them for the stuff that you don't have or the stuff that you lack. You mm. want to be whole in some yes. form or fashion. At the yeah. end of the day, we all are working on something. We all want to grow and, and work on some things or whatever. But here's the thing. I still have to be a person. If push mm. from the shove, something goes down and I don't have my husband and vice versa. 
Yeah. Like, like there has to be some type of wholeness. Yes, we are going to be upset. Yes, we are going to be in our moments. Yes, we're going to have all this stuff or whatever. God forbid anything happens to either one of us. Because leave it up to me, we leave it here together. Like, there's no, 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 no. no. There's no separation <laughs> in dates. Okay. Mm-mm. We came in this thing together. We're going to leave out. <laughs> we're going to yes. leave out together. Leave it up to me. But I would say just <sighs> pray for wholeness. Yes. Pray for wholeness with God. Pray for wholeness with yourself. No, you're not going to be perfect and you're not going to have everything right. And some things are left to marriage to help you grow up just a little bit more, to help you mature more. But if you think by putting a ring on the finger, just so you don't have sex is going to save your life, it's not. (laughs) Not. It's not. not. I'm I'm sorry to tell you. It's going to get worse before it make it better. It's going to get way worse. Because guess mm-hmm. what? If you look into that ring, this mm-hmm. this your spouse, this your God, this ring right here, this, mm-hmm. this is it. Because that's all you wanted in the first place. No, yeah. no, 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 no. No, don't mm-hmm. do that, y'all. Please no. don't do that. Please, Please don't. Because then you're going to be like, well, what did I get married for? I could still be out there doing this. When so-and-so was doing this for me, I could be with them. Child, if you don't rest <laughs> yourself, okay, sit down and go. Sit <laughs> <laughs> out somewhere right now. <laughs> Like, you, listen, when, when you ask God for something, be prepared, make room. Like I did, this is going to sound crazy to a lot of people, but my dining room table, when I was single, I set it as if my husband was there. My mm-hmm. bed, I made up and undone my bed as if my husband was there because mm-hmm. I was like, I have to make room. I can't be in a one bedroom shack, right? Girl. <laughs> one bedroom shack talking about me my husband. Where he gonna fit at? Okay. What what am I gonna fit at? Where he gonna go? Where he gonna go? Mm-mm. What where he, where he gonna put his shoes at? Where he gonna put his like where he gonna put his clothes at? Like how you gonna have, oh I just got this little bar stool. <laughs> <laughs> how this man gonna eat bar stool? Where he gonna sit? The whole man, you sit on his lap forever. Like, no, that's it. It don't, and it don't make sense, bro. Like, no, you can't have a bachelor pad forever. Okay, you talking about Lord? I see. No, you still got all this crazy stuff in here. What she gonna? What she gonna put her curlers at? Huh? Well, I'm gonna put my bonnet. Okay. What? Where's the bonnet gonna go? Come Come on, you know I got all these shoes, house shoes. Come on. I'm tired of hanging my all my clips on the door. My hair. Listen, what are we, what we doing? Where are we going? So pr- listen, God will give you what you ask for mm-hmm. just to keep your mouth closed. And when you get it, yeah, God that's helps. called that permissive will. Look, you ever had some permissive will and was like, but, but. I ain't mean look, it like that. <laughs> you don't even know what to say. And you be like, and then what you ask for, you, yeah, but, but wait a minute. <laughs> That's the permissive will. It's like, look, you pray for it, you ask for it, here you go. I mean, he gonna give it within some parameters, but he gonna give it to you, and you gonna get it, and you gonna be like, well, okay. And you drowning. Talking about help. No. Trying to get out. Trying to get out of what you was fighting so hard to get in. See, Mm. and you had no idea. 
You had no idea. So all I can say is prepare for your blessing, whatever that looks like for you. Prepare for your blessing. For your blessing, which is so crazy you said that because me and my sister was talking about this. I have been listening to a lot of um, motivational videos. I was in Steve Harvey, things like that on his um, YouTube page. Yeah. And he was talking about a woman who, you know, slept in the middle of the bed and all this other kind of stuff. And um, I think it was another video too. Women sleeping in the middle of the bed. She got... Her closet just full. She parks in the middle of her garage and all that kind of. She has a two-car garage, but she come and park in the middle. So my sister was here last week, and when I tell you, I have no clothes in the closet. What? <laughs> I tell you, there is. Look, ain't no clothes in there. Like no clothes, shoes. I mean, I there was at least about maybe close to fifty pair of shoes. Yes. And I probably have less, one, two, three, four, maybe like 15, 12, 15 left pair of shoes out of my closet. You know, yeah. it hurt my spirit. You know, it hurt. But it was like, God, I ain't playing with you no more. You know what I'm saying? Because you told me to run the play. I'm running this play. So now I have to walk in expectancy. Yeah. Went to Target, got a toothbrush holder. And I ain't talking, my sister was talking, so oh, just get the cup. Nah. I don't you want need the, the holder. Cup. I want the one that has. I put mine here. He put his here. Okay. We get in the toothbrush holder. How many toothbrushes in there right now? Just one. But he got a spot. You know what I'm saying? You got to walk in expectancy. So it was like so crazy how you said that. Making up the bed and all the pillows come off. I got like 15 pillows on my bed. I love it. I love I sleep it. Sleep on one side. But he need room. So I got to take the seven, eight pillows on his side off, <laughs> you know, so he can be there. I'm going to go to my side and then make that whole bed up again. Girl, yes, you got to. Yeah. You got to, because if you, you're talking about, I don't know how to, when he does come, you're going to be in such a, a mind frame of singleness and just you, you're not going to be able to accept because you're walking around with your hands closed. That's the same thing as walking around with your hands closed. Open your hands, open your hands to receive what you've been praying for God for. Yes. You got to do it like, like you said it might be crazy you might look crazy to you but it ain't do it do it with expectancy start visualizing that thing good night boo right (laughs) let me face you we go good night boo you know look visualization is crazy look it's like but it works but it does here's the thing so i um one of my uh my friends his name is marlon Marlon was talking about imagination on one of his Facebook lives or whatever. And the crazy thing, I was on Instagram and I love Tank. Listen, RB artist Tank, I love Tank. Tank you in trouble. You said, but don't listen to Tank. Right. Don't know. Don't 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 listen to Tank. We're gonna say it again. Don't listen to Tank in your moment of celibacy, okay? You You say that for later. Please don't. Just wait, just don't. But I was scrolling down Instagram and Tank had a picture of himself sitting on his sofa and on the wall, very colorful, this very colorful sign said, imagine. And he was like, this is my imagination room. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that's so dope. Like, yes, that's that's definitely dope. And if you think imagination Mm -hmm. is crazy, I'm sorry. I don't know what kind of childhood you had. I apologize because imagination is pretty dope. So... (laughs) So, and I, and because I've done it, I'm like, it literally, if you understand the law of attraction, that's what it is. It's, it's for real. You attract your, like your thoughts yeah. and what you think about and to have an imagination room, that's like expecting what you're trying to literally like, Lord, I'm praying for it, but I'm moving on it as I'm praying. 
as I'm yeah. waiting for you to come, like I'm, I'm going to use what you've given me, which is imagination. Yes. He gave us imagination sitting there to, to mm-hmm. even put that together. And so I sent that picture to my friend Marlon and he was like, I'm doing it like some kind of way. I have yeah. to. I, I got it. Get this you is imagination dope. corner, get you imagination room, get you a, I don't care if it's your car. You know what I'm saying? Like put, <laughs> if you ain't got a space, you got a car, put it in your passengers. Yes. Put that on the front of your love box. Get some pictures, something. <laughs> it's imagination. And so I, um, um, I also, uh, I told, well, kind of partially told this story. Our anniversary, our wedding anniversary is July 26th. And this past year, I posted that I did, um, my own version of an alabaster box or whatever. And I wrote out this box in 2011, I think. Yes, wrote out this box in 2011. All I did was, it was just it, a vision board inside of a box. That's all it was. Take away the board, get an old shoe box, because I had enough shoes. Um, <laughs> old shoe box and started clipping out. Now. <laughs> right. <laughs> started clipping out everything that I, I saw. I had my jet magazine, okay? Jet magazine, yeah. double uh XL and uh ebony. So I'm pulling out mm. all this stuff or whatever. I had I have still to this day I looked into the box and I have a picture of Bernie Mac and his wife because I love their mm. marriage and I love how their union or whatever. I had a picture of the Huxtables because I was like, oh, that's family. I got a picture mm. of of the trips that I want to take, maps, all like all kinds of stuff is in this box. And when I went back to it, I was like, oh my God, like all of that stuff happened to me within like a year, wow. maybe a year and a half or whatever. And so with the exception of a, a few couple of trips, cause I'm, I'm coming, I'm coming to Italy. <laughs> you on the way, look. <laughs> but I, I put all of this stuff in the box and I was like, okay, I, I trust, I trust you, Lord. Like my friendships, I have friendships and I wrote out my friends' names on the back of the envelope mm-hmm. or whatever. Some of them didn't make it. Some of them but but I still wrote their names on, on there with a scripture about friendship and everything. And like I was very intentional about what I was asking God for and I was making the room for it. So I know yeah. we totally went left with that, but <laughs> But I feel like it's okay. Look, somebody needs to hear it. Somebody, somebody is yeah. it's the word for somebody. Yeah, somebody needs to hear it because it it sucks to pray for something and get it and you can't handle it. That sucks. Mm. <laughs> you know, we don't want that. No, we you don't want to be that. ready. We want to be ready, ready. Yeah, you don't want that. Mm. I call those hush blessings. Like God is just like, you know what? Mm. I heard what you said. Okay, I'm gonna give it to you. See what you do with it. And now you're like. Oh. Um, uh, okay. Well, <laughs> that didn't go so well and I did it. <laughs> so that, yeah, that didn't go so well, but okay. So back to celibacy or whatever. And, and, and mm. the, 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 the wonderful, the crazy thing is you went to Catholic school, right? Mm-hmm. Went to well, I was a Christian school. I was raised Catholic, raised like baptized Catholic. Catholic, catechism, you know, all the water, you know, all that, just like, you know, drinking out the same cup, all that kind of stuff, you know, pre-corona days, and Christian school, chapel every morning, we singing, we praying, you know, every morning, so, I mean, the Bible, God, Jesus, everybody, Bible class, you know, every day. That, but see, I would have thought that they would have been advocates. 
Yeah, I thought there would have been advocates for celibacy, like you would have known. Oh, oh see. <sighs> God uh, is pretty dope. I mean, it's his representatives that suck. Yeah. But I mean, like every, but you know, some people in the schools and in churches, they want to leave that for the parents to do. You know what I mean? And just like how you said, um, some parents are just like, I'm not ready to talk about it. And if I do talk about it, um, I don't really know how deep I should go based off of your age, what you know. And then some people are scared that if I talk to you about it, now you're going to get curious. And it's like, look, sometimes that, that, People are like, oh, you know, those those parents that are rough around the edges and just tell you all of it. Sometimes that might be the best way. More information is probably better than less because the conversation you don't want to have, and I'm going to be transparent, is when I went to my mother and told her when I was 16 that I was pregnant. Okay. So then that leaves a whole nother conversation that you don't want to have. And then now you have to have the conversation. Okay. So what you about to do? Because you ain't bringing no babies in my house. Wow. Right. So um, it's like, have the conversation, <laughs> just look, have it and read up on it if you have to. What's the best way to have the conversation? I don't care if it's a teddy bear and Big Bird. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> big Bird's still out there in the world. Maybe Big Bird's not big, out there in the world. Big Bird is in the A teddy bear and Big Bird. You know, yeah. what they do when they spend spending time with each other? Okay, he's still in the street. I heard his voice changed a little bit, but it happens over Just there. a little bit. But you know, what do they do when they're hanging out? You know, what's appropriate, what's inappropriate? Like, do it on levels. You know, don't come here later on when I'm 15 and talk about we need to have a talk. Yeah. Now, we needed to have that talk when I was in daycare when I was seven, eight years old. See. Not it's, when I'm over here now, 16, it's like just levels to it. Everything is appropriate, but it's like, don't be scared because the scared conversation is, mommy, I'm pregnant. Now you scared. Oh, be scared now. <laughs> be scared, scared now because now you like, what? Yes. You scared, you angry, mm-hmm. you upset, you all of these things all at once. And God forbid your reaction be something like flipping the table over or something like that. Oh my God. I did it in a place of safety. Okay. I made sure I was at a whole look. I was at um to tell you the truth, I was actually on a on a college tour. Okay. And you know, those know I'm from California and I came out to Atlanta on a college tour. And my mom was on a college tour with me and like one of my friends from high school. And we were actually at the King Center. And when I tell you, there was something in me that couldn't hold it no more. I mean, when I tell you, it was just bubbling out. It was bubbling, you know, and we're walking around the King Center. I was like, mama, I got to tell you something. But you know what? Just like you said, you were afraid of your mama. I said, well, she can't kill me right here at the King Center. You know what I'm saying? You really going to kill me at the King Center? You know, this man talking about freedom and he had a dream and you can't kill me. rights. Kill me here. Civil rights. I, you know, like you can't kill me here. So I told her right there, she probably didn't know. Oh, I want to kill you, but I can't because we're at the King Center. Man, talking about civil rights, you know? <laughs> like, so it was like, at that time, it was probably the, everything she wanted to do and she wanted her reaction to be, she couldn't really do it, praise the Lord, because I probably would have died right down the spot. Um, but yeah, it was like, now it's like, okay, so how are we going to have this conversation? What are we going to do? And that's, like I said, not the time you want to really have that conversation. It's like, it's just very early on, but not... You know how you said yours was fear. Mine was, you know, well, there's a man and a woman. Yeah, that's great. The talk. But what are the repercussions that really happen in real life? Like, 
you could really lose who you are. That's scary. That's scary. That's scary know? enough. Yeah. Pregnant. Well, you know, people get pregnant all the time. You know, you can catch something. That's scary. <laughs> like, that's scary. So there's a lot of different things, but it's like you can't, if you if you talk about all the stuff that comes from um, the reason why's. Yeah. What comes with what happens if you do in the spirit, not even just, oh, you know, giving yourself, don't, don't do it, but what the best parts of you you're losing. Um, you know, not even that you're too young and you won't understand. Make me understand. Don't Help kids me. are very smart. Yes. Very smart. I look at my nieces and my nephew, intelligent. Don't underestimate what children know and can understand. Okay. Make them understand. If you use that excuse that, oh, you won't understand, you're the cop out as the adult. Yeah. 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 That I think um we don't give children enough credit. Mm-hmm. you know what I mean because even me like I think about what I was like at 7 8 9 10 11 12 13 like I think about that or whatever and and for me it's just like I could have been saved like I I definitely could have been saved because I, I I lost my virginity to my first love and mm-hmm. we went to high school together and I thought, okay, well, when I graduate, even though I'm going to Atlanta, we're going to plan to move together. We're going to do this stuff. We're going to do all of this stuff, right? And life changed. You realize, uh, I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. I don't want to, I don't want to do that. So now it's like a piece of me is literally with you, right? I don't know how long that's going to be there. Right. <laughs> right. I, I, don't, I don't know how long that's going to be there. Cause I, I mean, I've had conversations with, young women that's that's still stuck on people Mm -hmm. that they were with in the past and it's just so hard Mm -hmm. for them to break away and I'm like girl how old we are how how old are we now like I don't understand but it's really like soul ties are for real yeah soul ties are for real but um yeah we definitely don't give children enough credit and especially nowadays being a parent we got Instagram TikTok YouTube Facebook, Snapchat, mm. and the last thing you want your child to do is learn all that stuff from Cardi B. Just yeah. saying. Yo, how you get this ring? Look, that's not how you get this ring. No, that's not how you get the <laughs> ring. That's not, not how, how you own it. How you keeping a ring though? Look, no, that's look. that's what you don't want. You don't want your child to learn that or whatever. So speak. I'm speaking to the parents as well as speaking to myself because I know it's a moment that I have to prepare for. Unfortunately, yeah. the the age to have that conversation is getting lower and lower. Yes, it's getting lower and lower. <laughs> And you don't know what age it is. Sometimes people until it's too late. Oh, that was two years ago. Oh, okay. yeah. And I knew it was gonna be a problem because my um, when Olivia was in daycare, she was three, and one no, she was four. One of the the little girls that was in her class or whatever, she was like, "I don't have a dad," and she was and Olivia was like, "Well, I have one." She was like, "Yeah, I don't have a dad. It's just me and my mom and her boyfriend or whatever." So he decided to leave at four this is the conversation that we having at four that's deep that's a whole therapy session that's a listen they at the hair salon honey they at the hair salon girl let me pull this can you hear me i'm on the drive girl i ain't got no daddy look 
Put your put your hood back down. And then what you know about a boyfriend? Like, what, what kind of conversations is your mama having with you at four years old? Like, I don't, I don't understand. So I was like, yep, we might as well prepare a lot earlier. Like I, I told <laughs> Phil, I was like, we're gonna have to reel it in, bro. Uh, let me tell you what just happened today. Have yeah. a seat. Uh, we didn't talk about this. It can be a powwow. Let's do some role play. We need some role play. <laughs> Let's do some role play because we gotta figure this out. We have yeah. a we need to have this conversation. So I'm just like, okay, you just gotta gotta roll with it because this yeah. this is crazy. It's but coming. yeah, it's it, it is coming and it's coming sooner than we think or whatever. But and we got two girls to go through. Mm. Oh, Lord. Y'all pray for my husband. Look, I think about just me and my sister. <laughs> y'all, we gonna pray for y'all. <laughs> we just gonna pray for y'all because you know by the time little bit coming through that. Well, Boys are a whole nother different type of thing. But yeah. just for us as women, and when we were little girls and the things that we heard and we were just so, oh, we just want to be a wife and we just want to be a mommy when we grow up. And we just, you know, and all the stuff that our little mind is just in this little box. Oh, that's how we be a mommy. That's what we do as a wife. You know, it's like, oh, now we didn't, it just gets bigger. This cloud just gets bigger and bigger. So this little what we thought in our imagination is now just being tainted over and over again as we grow older and exposed to so many different things. It's like, okay. And it gets starts growing out of control and multiplying and multiplying. And there's nothing that really just reigns it back in by that time. It's just, you, all you can do is just stop it from growing, but you can't bring it back in. Yeah. It's, it's like, um, it's literally like those imaginations that they gave to us and stuff like that. Like, and then not only that, the shows that we watch, the movies that we watch, the, the princesses and all this other stuff or whatever. It's like the only the only way that I can explain it. And this was one of my favorite episodes from Sex in the City. Mm-hmm. Love it. Sex in the City, Charlotte was like, I've been waiting since I was 16 for him. What the hell is he? Where the hell is he? Yes. Like, yes. <laughs> she was like, I've been a princess for this. Like, I was like, oh. Like, I'm exhausted. (laughs) Like, I'm tired. In that one moment, Charlotte had summed up my life. Because I was like, I'm tired. I'm so tired. But I had to realize there was some things that I had to fix or whatever. And I I really realized, like, yeah, I got -hmm. got some work to do. I got some work to do. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. I wanted to... um. I know you mentioned therapy and I want to applaud you for mentioning therapy because us melanated folks, you know, when it comes to therapy, we be like, nah, I ain't about to sit on nobody's couch. It ain't none of your business when I'm going through. Like, that's not what I'm saying. I'm so glad that you're doing it. When you go through, um, I guess I won't say it's even, it should even get to desperation. Yeah. You know what I mean? But sometimes it does. Mm-hmm. Um, or it takes things somebody else go through some results and getting some results for it. But what we get from the church, okay, is just pray about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like, oh, you know, or or in our culture, what happens in this house stays in this house, you know? And so those two things, just pray about it. What happens in this house stays in this house is what's keeping us in bondage. Yeah. Okay. We can't, we have to talk, we, we look. If we go to the doctor because we have a broken bone, 
you know, if we go because, you know, we have dentists that are out there, we have physicians for all different types, you know, we have cancer doctors, we have foot doctors, we have ear, near nose and throat doctors. Why not have one for our brain? Yeah. Somebody to help us with our mental health because somebody helps us with our physical health. What is the problem? Why does there have to be the connotation attached to it as you're crazy if you go and seek professional help on your brain? I don't understand. <laughs> There's that stigma. But then the whole what happens in this house stays in this house. And that's why everything in this house, everything in these past generations are passed on because no one has dealt with it and it stayed right in this house. Yeah. So pray about it all day. Matter of fact, every day, all day. Talk about it for the spiritual part of it. But then for your mind, your emotions, you need to go talk to someone professional. And that's not even about telling your business, but it's the whole point of opening up and being vulnerable and transparent. People think vulnerable is, um, it's a you know, oh, I'm scared or, you know, I'm weak. Being vulnerable is one of the most courageous things you can do because you are empowering yourself to go and seek the help that you need because you're tired and being sick and tired of where you are. Yeah. So go out there and talk with somebody. The only reason why they want to know those things is so they can get to the root of your issue. Because if you're just peeling off, oh, one thing at a time, and it's all you just dealing with the surface issue, all that, all those weeds are going to come right back up. So you got to pull that, pull that thing, you know, out from the root. So you got to get to it. What happened with your father? What happened with your mother? Your last relationship, your job, you know, how are you eating, working out? What do you feel about yourself? All those kind of things. What are the deepest things that hurt you as a child that nobody knows about? You're oh, you put all that stuff underneath the rug, and nah, that couldn't be. Nah, that couldn't be. Or it's like it could be, but I don't want to talk about it. Uh, okay, well you stay in that bondage, and you stay in you stay single, you know, or you stay in that relationship that you know you shouldn't be in because you guys are put together because of trauma bonds. He's hurt, you're hurt, she hurt, everybody hurt. So y'all hurt coming together thinking y'all just gonna be hurt together. You are, you're gonna be hurt together. And you are absolutely right because you choose, it's a choice. When you don't do anything, you've made a choice not to do anything. So you're gonna stay in that same situation. So pray about it, talk to God about it. But at the same time, that's in the spirit, but in the natural, you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to come up now. <laughs> you're gonna have to come up, man up, woman up, Put your big boy panties on, your big girl draws on, and going out there and talk to somebody, even if just try it one time. It's not going to be easy. It's going to be hard. You're going to be mad. You might walk out. You might say, I can't be here for a couple weeks. Whatever the case may be, you might need to take some time, but you better come back. Come back. Keep going. If it's for 30 minutes, try it. Don't give up on it. But yeah, I um, it, it worked. Like I say, I've been going consistently, and I'll say this to anybody who has been thinking about it, you may not get the right therapist for you on the first try. Yeah. I went to three, you know, until I found the one I'm with now. And she, she, she walked me through this past year. She got me off that floor. And there's a lot of things that I started doing too. You know, my visualizations, my meditations, my affirmations in the morning, listening to positive videos, um, getting on mindset calls and things like that and surrounding myself with positive people who are where I want to be. But before I even got to that level, me walking and spending time with her and talking to her and her kind of guiding me through that is what got me to the place where I could even receive 
the things out the books, the things off the videos and things like that, because now it was vibrating higher. But if you can't even just chisel off that hard layer of just mm -hmm. filth that has been put on you from what you've done to yourself and what other people have done to you, you're not going to be able to grow and receive the blessings that you're supposed to leave your hands open for that you're supposed to be expecting that you ask God for. So very important. <gasps> yep, that's right. You need to breathe mm -hmm. and go find you a therapist if you need one. Just saying. And go find you a therapist. <laughs> go find one. Work hard. It's the, oh, I'm too busy. Okay. Well, you stay Everything right virtual now. What you going to do? And they are. <laughs> They're virtual. We got Zoom. Um, you can do something, text, whatever works best for you. Figure, And I've done virtual. I've done in-person. I've done text. Figure out what works best for you. I knew texting didn't work. I need somebody kind of. And matter of fact, my therapist will get me right. She'd be like, you know, I know we did Zoom because I had a car issue. But no, we coming face to face because I know your body language. She's like, <laughs> like, she know me enough that we could sit across from each other. And she'd be like, okay, okay, hold on. We're going to let me, let's bring it on back. Hold on, I'm gonna stop you right there because this whole body situation, whatever you got going on right here is, is throwing something onto me. So she like, no, we ain't doing no Zoom. You bring your mask. <laughs> I got my mask. We're gonna mask it up. We're gonna do this. Okay, I that's love fine. It. So I love yeah, it. until you find, you're gonna have to find the right person. Put the work in. You're worth it. Your future is worth it. Your purpose is worth it. Put the work in. <sighs> so yes, we are advocates for therapy and we are melanated. Thank you. So, yeah. so we so we've talked about I'm black and I go see a therapist. Listen. So we've talked about <laughs> celibacy. We've talked about therapy. We thought we've talked about preparing for your blessing. Like this podcast is low. So I don't mind if you go after listening to this because uh <laughs> It's a lot. It's a lot. You got a lot to take in, but it's okay. So, of course, at the end, I always ask um, my guests, what advice would you give to someone? So concerning celibacy, what is the one thing that you would tell someone who is starting their journey or wanting to start their journey to celibacy? Um, so stop trying to come up with a plan to execute it yourself. Okay. Because you're already going to talk yourself out of it. Yeah. All right. And, um, well, I'm going to try this or I'm going to try that. Don't try it. You know, if this is, if you're doing it because God told you to do it, then go ahead and do it and seek him. Okay. Seek him and stop worrying about what other people are going to say, what your friends going to say, what the person you're with going to say, if they blocking you about it and they have an issue, guess what? They ain't it anyway. Yeah. And. Last but not least, don't give up. Okay, I don't know if if you all have ever heard um, Denzel Washington talking. I think he said like fail forward or you know fall forward things like that. When you fall or you fail at it, okay, identify what happened. Was it the next flick and chill that got you? Was it tank? You know, was it you were hungry? You want to get something to eat? Did you need a ride and he need to come pick you up? What was it? Whatever it was, don't do that again, okay? So if and when, if you fail the next time, and that's, hey, fail forward, it won't be because that next listen chill. You know, you, you knew next time, hey, no, we don't do that anymore. I don't go to your house. You don't go to my house. We good. All right. Best. So what if we, you know, we're just going to go hang out, go by a friend's house. 
go by my boy house. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Well, now we ain't at our other's house. We had a we had a kickback. Right. All right. Everybody leaving. You need to leave first. You need to leave first. Okay. You don't need to be the last person there. <laughs> you know, figure out where it is that you failed at and don't fail that way again. Okay. Start knocking them off the list. Okay. Well, I'm not going to do that again. Let's try it another way. But if you stop trying to create a strategy and a plan on how to do it, you won't have to worry about that anyway. So when you have a moment, you're not sure how to proceed, go back to the one who gave you the play in the first place. Yeah. That's all you gotta do. And don't move and don't take action until you get an answer. Well, what about the day he come picking me at eight? He come about to, he come about, he about to come pick me up at eight. Guess what you ain't doing at eight o'clock? You better sit and listen to God. <laughs> like, because if he ain't giving you no answer, that was your answer. Yeah. He said, don't do it. So look, I'm just, and I know, you know, it's easier to say, I guess, but it's not. Cause if you went through it already and I've gone through it, it's like, just, you're not missing out on nothing. Cause at the end of the day, y'all, end of the day, most of the people you've given it up to are nobodies. <gasps> They're nobodies. And I, I like, and like part of something in my spirit want like one of my nobodies to see this. Look, they're <laughs> nobodies. Okay. The reason why they're nobodies is because they're not your husband. God said, wait for your husband. And if there's a man that jumped on here, you had said to wait for your wife. You know, he said, wait for your spouse. He didn't say wait for your fiance or the guy that you or the girl you were dating for five years. He didn't say, he said, wait for your spouse. So anybody who is not your spouse is a nobody. Come on. You giving yourself away to nobody. Nobody? This body right here? God said, I am the apple of his eye. Look. I'm a whole apple. A whole okay, apple. I'm a candied apple. I got sprinkles. You know what I'm saying? Some chocolate on there. The kid, you know, I'm a whole apple. Okay. And I'm tired of giving slices of myself away. I'm about to be a whole apple. Okay. Indeed. That's it. <laughs> stay home. Look, stay whole. Stay the apple of God's eye. Okay. And stop oh. messing with nobody's. See, now that's good. I love that. I, I love every bit of that. And also, I just want just just to add just a little top into it. It's okay to be by yourself. And it's okay to date yourself. Because if you don't date you, nobody else is. Nobody. So it. <laughs> nobody. Nobody. So you got to take yourself on dates. You got to yes. go get yourself to get your nails done or get your hair yes. cut and all this other stuff. Take yourself to go get your oil changed, your car washed, and all of that. Buy yourself some flowers. I bought my flowers, flowers every Friday for two years. Okay. Honey. Just saying. Sundays is my day. Flowers every Sunday. Brunch, whether I'm with my girlfriends, they're like, oh, girl, I can't go. Okay. One, please. Look, <laughs> party of one. And that's absolutely fine because I enjoy myself. I love being with me like there's nobody else I love being with more than just me okay and my family and friends hear it all the time what you doing girl about to go get something to eat who you going with me nobody guys what you doing oh I'm about to go get something to eat oh, okay you already have plans you got a date yeah me no. oh you me. go by yourself yeah it's um, not weird you're weird it's not weird okay. movies <laughs> go by yourself date yourself love yourself like you said and that gives you a way to learn you what you like, what you don't like, if you spend time with you. And then you can tell somebody else, 
this is what I like. This is what makes me feel loved because you do it to yourself already. Simple as that. So D, if you want us to connect with you, are you on Instagram, Facebook, all of that jazz? I am on Instagram. I am going to be um, working on reviving my uh, IG page now. Um, working on that tomorrow. Kind of been out of the loop. So if you guys go and visit, don't worry. It's coming back within the next week. It is Blessed in the City. Um, and you can also check us out at blessedinthecity.co. That's blessedinthecity.co. Um, I do have more. Um, was the t-shirt line that I have that promotes um, having a, a sound mind, okay? Um, and the love, the power, and the sound mind that we walk in when it comes to anxiety, when it comes to depression, just um, being strong in our will and how we feel deal okay um so it's a great community um like i said you'll go in there just check out the other post and all of the um items are still there we're still there but we're gonna be engaging with you all pretty soon so come and check us out yay and i love a good t-shirt so i'm just saying <laughs> love a good tea love a good tea yes so thank you d for doing this oh my god they're they gonna be worn thank you out. for having me thank you for having me <laughs> They're going to be worn out. But thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for watching. Thank you guys for loving us and receiving us and appreciating our stories and sharing your stories. Um, so thank you again. This has been Shay Ruff and Dorian on the IFL podcast. Bye, guys.